Good morning, everybody. How about some good news? We're going to miss them like crazy. Um, and I think this morning is um, an illustration of, of exactly why they've been such uh, servants to the group here. And uh, that's what we are looking for this morning is more people that might step up into roles of service like that here in the congregation. And so we're going to do something totally different today. First of all, let me just tell you, this is the shortest sermon you're ever going to hear me preach, okay? Because we've got a lot to cover. Here's <laughs> who said amen. <clears throat> all right. All right. Um, what we want to do today is very simple. We want to share with you opportunities. Opportunities for ministry, opportunities for engagement, opportunities for growth, opportunities for fellowship, opportunities for service. And so the way that we're going to do that is we've got a, a series of short videos that are going to highlight some of our ministries. And then myself, along with two of our shepherds, are going to get up and walk us through quickly some other opportunities for service. And we've broken them down into roughly two categories. The reason some are, are featured on video is because these are the ministries that we are engaged in here that are focused primarily outside of the walls of this building. Right? They are, they are aimed at serving the community around us, both locally and globally. And so we really want you to especially be aware of those ministries as they help fulfill those things God has called us to do in the world around us. But there's also lots of things that take place within these walls. In other words, within the family, within the congregation here, opportunities for you to get more engaged in Bible studies and fellowship opportunities and just things that need to happen when we come together on Sunday mornings to make sure that things go smoothly. And so we're going to share all of that with you with the hopes that you will hear something along the way that will make you think, you know what, that's right up my alley. That's in line with my passions, with the skills and talents that God has given me. And I want to be very clear that we are not asking you to do more than you're able. We're just asking you to do what God has called you to do. And so I hope you'll listen intently this morning as we go through these things. But before we do that, I would like to encourage you to think about two things briefly this morning. And let me just share two passages with you. The, the first is in Romans chapter 16. So if you want to turn over there quickly, Romans chapter 16. Not typically a place you hear a sermon out of because it's Paul kind of signing off on this long letter to the church in Rome. But listen to what he says. He says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in Sancria. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of his people and to give her any help she may need from you. For she has been the benefactor of many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risked their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend Eponidas, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Adronicus and Junius, my fellow Jews who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, my dear friend in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachus. Greet Apelles, whose fidelity to Christ has stood the test. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my fellow Jew. Greet those in the household of Narcissus who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, who, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus. Chosen in the Lord and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Petrobus, Hermes, and the other brothers and sisters with them. Greet Philologus. <clears throat> 
think I nailed that one. Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the Lord's people who are with them, greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. The reason I share that with you is twofold. Number one, in case you're expecting a child and you're looking for names, some great options in this list. Number two, it's simple. We spend so much time talking about Paul, and for good reason, right? God called Paul to something very special. Paul did a lot of work, and when you read through the book of Acts, he dominates the second half of the book of Acts. There's more letters penned by Paul than any other author in the New Testament. So, of course, we talk about Paul a lot, but God did not call you to be the Apostle Paul. He called you to be you. And if you get the impression that the church was built on the shoulders of Paul, I would urge you to reconsider your impression of early Christianity. Paul is naming these people because of how much they meant to the local work in these churches that Paul has been working with. And think about the things he says about them, who worked very hard, who risked their lives, who gave everything. These are people who, behind the scenes, are mentioned maybe only once in all of Scripture, and we don't know anything about them except that they meant everything to Paul. And I think about in my own ministry, how many people I know who are humble, who are meek, who are quiet, who only operate behind the scenes, and yet the kingdom of heaven is built on the work that they are doing because of their love for God and his people. And I would like to just encourage you this morning to think about people like that. Maybe you're one of those people who is quietly serving behind the scenes. And I know you don't get enough recognition for what you do, but I want to recognize you here this morning. Thank you for the way that you serve the kingdom. I'm so excited about the tables that you see in the courtyard because each one of them represents the passion of someone like the people in this list that maybe we don't talk about a lot. Maybe they're never on this stage, but they are serving quietly and faithfully behind the scenes to make sure that the community is being served, to make sure that our community is being served, to make sure that the word of God is being spread outside of these walls. And so again, I'm grateful and I thank you, all of you who are engaged in those ways. For those of you who are looking for ways to engage, find those people this morning and talk to them and ask them about why they're so passionate about the ministry that they're engaged in and see if it's something that maybe you would like to be engaged in as well. I want to uh, embarrass someone for just a second. Last week after service, uh, Adrian came up to me and he said, Jason, can I make cookies for next week? If I ever turn down an offer for somebody to make cookies, first of all, please talk to me. Something's wrong with me. But secondly, it might seem like, you know, cookies, that's a minor thing, right? I'm convinced that there's no minor acts of service in God's kingdom. And I'm grateful because he saw an opportunity to serve. It was a passion that he has. It's a skill that he had. And so he took advantage of the opportunity. And that's what we're asking for today. If all you can do is make cookies, then be a cookie maker. Do something for the kingdom that helps to serve the people around you. And the last thing I just want to point out is what Michael already read for us out of Philippians chapter 2. I haven't been here long enough to earn this reputation yet, but it will happen over time. The church in Yorba Linda used to mock me relentlessly because every sermon I preached had something to do with Philippians chapter 2. It'll happen here, okay? I think Philippians chapter 2, especially those first 8 to 10 verses, are, are those passages that you need to commit to memory, and more importantly, you need to commit to your heart. Because you talk about what is foundational to your walk with Christ. That passage is foundational, where Paul talks about unity, urging us on to unity, but then he talks about the fact that, listen, you guys need to have this attitude in yourselves that was also in Christ Jesus. That you do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but you think of other people as 
more important than yourselves. And when you can adopt that attitude, then you become a servant. That's what Jesus came to do, right? Paul says, even though he was equal with God, when he took on flesh, he wasn't concerned about illustrating his equality with God. He was concerned about humbling himself, even to what point? To the point of death on a cross, because everything Jesus did in the flesh, he did to serve. We are called, first and foremost, to be servants in God's kingdom. And so as we start to share these things with you throughout this morning, think about ways that you might become servants. Some of you are gifted, natural servants. I've known a lot of people like that in the church in my life. It just, service comes natural to them. Then there's people like me. We have to train ourselves to be servants. So whether you're a natural servant or you need to learn how to do it, either way, think about the opportunities we're sharing with you this morning, and we encourage you to take uh, advantage of them. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to show some videos. In between, we're going to do some talking, and we're going to start with a video right now highlighting one of our ministries, which is called the Hands and Feet Ministry. And so I encourage you to uh, give your attention to the screens behind me as we share this video. And real quick, before we get it started, just a huge shout out to Michael Wexler. I basically handed him a bunch of video and said, can you do something with this? And I think he put something pretty special together for us. So be sure to thank him afterwards if you were. But if you go ahead and cue this first video. My name is Kay Ann McPeak and um, I have been involved in the Hands and Feet ministry for about 15 years now. The way this ministry began is a lady named Rachel O'Neill is responsible. And on her 50th birthday, she and a girlfriend took a trip to Africa. And on this tour, they found themselves in this remote village sitting in a circle with little girls that were completely stark naked. So when they got back to their home congregation, she said, we have got to clothe these little girls. And she was just thinking of that one little village. And so they got pillowcases, cut a hole in the neck and made armholes, and they couldn't sew. And they sent the pillowcases back there to this first little village. And that's how it began. But all the credit goes to Rachel O'Neill, and she started Little Dresses for Africa. We call ours hands and feet because we're the hands that make them. The feet belong to the missionaries that carry them in. About 15 years ago, in a Bible study, we were in Colossians. And it says there that we need to bear fruit in a good work. And uh, we, we were studying for the purpose of doing what it says, not just reading it. So we thought, wow, we've got to find a good work. And so after digging around, we found Little Dresses for Africa, which was just getting off of the ground. And it's for little orphans, not orphans in an orphanage, but those in remote, remote villages that have absolutely no clubs at all. And we decided that would be our good work. And so we began sewing. And we have sent probably now about 2,000 dresses. These dresses uh, cannot be mailed. They have to be hand carried in by missionaries. So whenever a missionary goes, they will take the dresses into these remote villages. Otherwise, the government would steal them. And so when they're given the dresses, they're told, this is because Jesus loves you. And some of them actually put on like a little vacation Bible school to teach them about Jesus. These little girls are orphans. They're seven, eight, and nine years old. They're raising their little siblings, is what they do. And uh, many of them are completely naked, no clothes at all. And so they're, they're stolen, they're raped, they're sold into the slave trade. And a blessing that nobody expected to happen is once they got these beautiful bright little dresses on, they were left alone. 
And so that was a blessing that nobody expected, but it looked like they had parents. And so the little girls that are clothed are being left alone. We uh, meet actually once a month on a Saturday morning, and there's a job for everybody to do. Um, we have had so much given to us. It's just amazing. The congregation has donated material for years. Uh, somebody donates bias tape. Somebody puts in money once a month for our ministry. So there's many ways you can help if you can't sell it. But if you'd like to be hands-on, you come every Saturday, the first Saturday of the month. You can cut, you can pin, you can iron, you can sew. There's just so many things that have to be done. And we have an average of 16 to 20 once a month come and work on these dresses. hands and feet ministry and if that's something that looks like you'd be interested in helping out with or getting involved in then there will be a couple tables outside where you can talk to Kay Ann and some of the other ladies that are involved in that. Uh, what I want to do real quick is share with you some of the opportunities that we need help with on Sunday mornings. When we come together there's things that have to happen when we come together and so I'm going to run through some of these and, and help you to th think about what happens and give you some opportunities to get involved if you'd like. First of all is what we call our, our guest relations. And so as people come in and they visit, it's very important for us to get to know them, to make a good impression on them, to help them understand who we are as a group, to help them feel comfortable, to get connected with them so we can follow up with them, and to do all that in a loving and kind and compassionate way. And so there's people that we need to volunteer their time to be a part of a, a rotating group that would donate their time on Sunday mornings. If you notice, you walk in, one of the first things you see is uh, a welcome sign, and there's a canopy there, and there's information, and there's you know people ready to talk to our visitors. If you are the kind of person that is good at greeting and being personable and having conversations with people and you'd like to engage in that, please see Aaron afterwards. Aaron's got a booth with like 30 different things on it, but this is one of them. So talk to him about it and see how you can get signed up. Uh, this is one of the things that the Kramers have really done such an awesome job at serving the church for for a while. So there's a hole left when they're gone and we need somebody to step in and fill, fill that hole. So please consider that. Also, set up and tear down. If you notice our canopies that are outside, we've got coffee, we've got donuts, we've got seating in case it's raining. We usually have a TV out there for people that would rather be outside. There's all kinds of stuff that needs to be set up before everybody gets here on Sunday morning. And so if you're one of those people that wakes up on Sunday morning and you think to yourself, what can I do to get to church earlier on Sunday morning? This is for you, okay? We really do need some strong backs and some helping hands to not just set up, but to tear down. A lot of us who set up in the morning, we would love to have some help to tear down because, especially for those of us in ministry, a lot of times we have people that we're wanting to spend time with at lunch, and it would be uh, beneficial to us to not have to stay as long breaking things down, but be able to, to meet these people. And so if you would like to help out with set up and tear down again, please see Aaron about that. There's our security team that do an excellent job of keeping us safe. And if you're thinking to yourself, what security team? I don't see them. Well, that's the idea. They're doing an excellent job behind the scenes. And so if you are interested in security in any way, uh, please see uh, Rich Wilkes. And uh, I think Charlotte will also be at the table outside, and you can find out more about that. Our sound booth or our media booth back in the corner, uh, Sharla and Chris and Priyanka also helps out with that do such a phenomenal job. Hey, there they are. <laughs> I love that. 
they do such a great job on Sunday mornings of making sure that what we do here is shared and give you an opportunity to share it uh, through social media, through whatever other you know avenues you'd like to. We've got a podcast. Uh, we've got a YouTube channel. We've got, of course, our Facebook and our live stream. They make all of that happen. If that's something that interests you, see them afterwards, and they can tell you more about what they do and how you might be able to get involved. And then finally, I want to encourage you, if you are interested in digital media in any way, shape, or form, uh, Martin Acosta is looking for people to help him with that, to get more engaged in digital media in a world that is increasingly digital the way that we evangelize is changing all the time. And so there's opportunities to change with that and to be more engaged in a digital world. And so if that's of interest to you, go talk to Martin afterwards and he'll give you some more information. Right now we're going to have one more video. After that I'm going to ask uh, Glenn Alsop to come up and share some things. But if you would, turn your attention over and we're going to look at a video about uh, World Bible School. Well, my name is Gary Marsh. Uh, Lisa's my wife. Uh, she and I have been involved with World Bible School for well, since 1996 or 7. Uh, we were brought into the ministry through uh, Howard and Margaret Cox. They basically brought it down from uh, Torrance and gave us a foothold uh, into doing a postal WBS. Uh, for a period of time, we had between 10 and 15 teachers that were doing postal WBS. Uh, in recent years, we've uh, moved away from doing postal to doing what's called uh, online WBS, uh, where the students uh, will log in and register as uh, students on the browser, and you have inter face between uh, the student and the teacher that goes through uh, a website, WBS website. <clears throat> so there's no direct contact. It's just they write you and you write them through this uh, interface. And currently there's uh, probably about six or seven, maybe eight uh, active students right now that I know of. Been working with uh, some of the elders, I've got a couple. Um, but I think we could probably bring on more students uh, if we had more teachers. So that's uh, the pitch here. We'd like to have more teachers get involved. And as you get involved, you find uh, opportunities to evangelize for Christ. And I think that's uh, a good thing. So Lisa was carrying about 1,500 students at one time. And over that period of time, she had probably several hundred uh, you know, baptism requests. And a lot of them uh, were in the Philippines and in Africa. That's, that was the grouping of the yeah, Philippines and Africa. And then we also had Hong Kong. And it's interesting, a lot of them ended up with either uh, home churches uh, or they found a congregation Church of Christ and started uh, doing that. So it was pretty interesting. Uh, a lot of uh, spirituality and people searching for Christ out in the world. One, it is easy. Uh, and two, uh, I think many people actually learn uh, more about uh, the Bible as they go along because they're 
reading the scriptures and uh, understanding the scriptures as well with the student. And many times uh, you know, there'll be things there in the scriptures that you might not have thought about, uh, the way that they present it. And uh, you actually become a student yourself and you learn as you are uh, grading and, and teaching uh, your student yourself. So it's a growth uh, opportunity and an opportunity to serve Christ. Teaching the gospel is so important. In Proverbs 22, verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. So our children are a blessing from God. From the day they were born, we have approximately 6,500 days to prepare them for their journey in life. I recently read a study from the Barna Group that said 75% of Christian youth are falling away today. They're falling away from God. And in that, if the parents aren't dedicated, only 6% will stay dedicated to God. It's so important that we teach our children to not only love God, but put him first. Make him the foundation of their lives. We want to encourage our children to get baptized and to follow Jesus in their lives. Our parents are working as hard as they can to do this, but as a parent, I would say we, we all need help. And that's what our Christian family is about, to come together and help our children grow in the Lord, to teach them the right path. We currently have a nursery that's led by Lizzie. Uh, very important, it's never too early to start our children. So if you get a chance to help out, uh, that's much appreciated. I can look around and see, I see Sarah, Avery here, Landon. I can remember when you guys were babies. And uh, it's so important to help them start out early. We then have preschool and ele uh, elementary program where we try to teach. This past year, we've been uh, talking about books of the Bible, and we have a Sunday morning Bible class and a children's worship. They're in that right now. But that's led by Sandy Alsop and Jamie Bailey, and they really do a great job at challenging our children to learn and grow. We also have a very robust youth group here. It's growing, and that's under the direction of Michael Wexler. I was in there with them this morning, and they now need a larger room. They, they've outgrown the room they're in. So great things are happening. They have Sunday morning Bible class. They have Wednesday Bible class. And then they do a, a fellowship, a fun event each month so that they could come together and get to know each other a little bit better. We also are working with the Bible Bowl. They're not with us this morning. That's under the direction of David, but they're in Arizona with a Bible Bowl today. And we also have Vacation Bible School. That's each summer, and that's under the direction of Aaron. So Aaron does a great job. We really need volunteers for all of this, whether it's to teach, to assist the teachers, to help with uh, our content, or to donate money. It's just so important that we keep this going. Our children, they're part of our family, and they're a part of our future. So we want to make sure that they're brought up in the Lord, and we want to help our parents in encouraging them and bringing them up. We're now going to watch a video on the Comfort Cafe. Mm -hmm. 
we're part of Comfort Cafe and uh, we've been doing it now regularly for seven years and uh, we love every minute of it. We've met a lot of very, very nice people and uh, we enjoy cooking, we enjoy serving and uh, it's a nice place to be. We have um, several people who've become part of the congregation um, as part of the work we do. Um, and other people do as well. We, we don't do it alone for sure. I mean, we have a lot of help. A lot of helpers. Yeah. And um, Chuck and Karen are a big part of it. And uh, we have a lot of people that come to church because of it. Sometimes we have a lot of people and sometimes we have a few. Um, I like preparing the food uh, on the day before, on, on Wednesday evening when I do it. Uh, and I get a lot of help um, from different people who enjoy cooking also. And we have a great time together. And then we go to the Bible study afterwards. Mm. And um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. And it's just a great ministry to get to know people. Um, I have some people uh, that I just have grown to love because of this ministry that, that come and help cook. And um, just we just have a lot of fun. Sometimes we're very, very low on food. Sometimes we have plenty and sometimes we don't have enough. It just all depends on how many people we get. But yeah, we, we always take donations. We always love donations and we appreciate the people that give us donations. It's wonderful. We always need help cooking. We always need help uh, preparing to get ready. We always need people just to talk to people when they come in mm -hmm. and greet them and love on them and just give them, you know, conversation. And uh, we always need that. Every person in there um, that comes, we know by name and we love them to pieces. We just love them to pieces. Yeah. And that's all you can do. The thing that is an ongoing need, uh, especially the, the giving of time while they're here. Not just to do the cooking or to help with cooking, but take a few minutes, sit down with somebody just like you would any stranger you're trying to learn more about. I think they appreciate it. I promise if you get involved, you will get more than you give. Melanie Gargano, and she had the biggest heart she was such a wonderful person. She just had the, she had a dream and she made it come true. And her and her husband and daughter worked very, very hard to make that dream come true. And a couple of years ago, um, she passed away and she was amazing. She was absolutely amazing and, and she'll never be forgotten. This is her ministry. She'll never be forgotten. She loved it. Everything she did, she loved. It's me again. Um, you know, in church leadership, uh, we often hear people come to us and say, you know, I wish I, wish I knew the scripture a little better so that I could influence my circles uh, more. I wish I could have a Bible study with somebody. I'm looking for a way to build relationships. Um, you know, we make thousands 
literally thousands of decisions a day. And, and a question that we have to ask ourselves is, are those decisions rooted in Scripture? Are they rooted in God? Um, and so how do, we, how do we move that way? And, and as we're presenting opportunities today, we want to present the opportunities for study, for Bible study, uh, to learn more, to study together with others, and to also build relationships. And so there are a number of things going on here uh, at the Mission Viejo Church of Christ that you can get involved in, um, you can be a part of, maybe even uh, have an opportunity to, to lead in. Uh, so first I want to touch on the Women's Wednesday Morning Bible Study. And so that's at 9.30 on every Wednesday morning. Um, I've had a couple of chances being up here around the campus on Wednesday mornings and what a what a great group of women that get together with a lot of energy and love for each other and, and uh, they spend time together not just studying the word but also building relationships. Um, we also have on Wednesday nights um, our Wednesday night adult Bible class. Um, I had a chance a couple weeks ago to be able to make it up. Unfortunately, often my schedule is is busy, but boy, what an impact. What a great group of people. And, and Glenn, our brother Glenn Roberts does a fantastic job of not just preparation, but execution of that preparation. And the great thing about it is, is if you're, you have to drive for work and you're trying to figure out how you're going to get here, if you can't make it in person, you can be a part of it online. Um, and so, great opportunity there. Third Sunday evening of, of uh, each month, we have men's and women's Bible studies up here. And uh, that's led by Kay Ann on the women uh, and Chuck Vicker uh, on the men. Um, as we have a number of tables out there, just wanted to bring up in this instance, they won't be at those tables because they're involved in so much. And so if you have questions about the Sunday uh, evening Bible studies on the third Sunday of the month, um, CKN or CCHUCK for more information. Uh, one that I'm also very passionate about here is small groups. And so um, we are super excited and blessed that many of our people in the congregation are part of a small group. Um, I have already, in the four or five months that we've been doing this, I have benefited greatly uh, on personally. And so what I'm going to implore you is if you are not part of a small group, find one. Uh, see Aaron Stevens, see me, see anybody, um, and uh, you know, visit one of the tables out there. Find a small group um, because what an impact, a, a time to get together with others, get to know people. Maybe they, we break bread together, um, a time to pray together, a time to get to know what uh, excites people, what people are concerned about, a time to dive into the scripture together. Uh, small groups are also a fantastic place to invite those who are intimidated to come and visit on a Sunday morning or they've gone through a bad experience in life with the church and they use that as a reason or an excuse uh, not to come. Bring them to a, to a small group as they meet in homes and they, you can just kind of meet people and sit and talk versus come and sit in a pew and, 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 and uh, look forward. Um, we have a new uh, startup group that's going to uh, kick off called Lost But Found for our singles. And so we're excited about the opportunity for that. Um, and so learn more if you're, a, if you're a single and you want to be a part of something uh, that's starting and, and growing. Uh, Wednesday morning, men's coffee. Uh, Cuberto and uh, Glenn and I, uh, years ago, got together and we decided we were going to start having coffee together and we were going to get other men to come and hang out with us and, you know, look at a couple of scriptures, uh, pray together, talk about our blessings and just build relationship um, so that we had people to uplift us and to, to uh, just encourage us throughout the week. And uh, I think we went two or three years and it was still just the three of us. Um, and, and so, uh, but I would tell you over time on any given Wednesday, we have about 20 different guys that show up. And so some people are intimidated by 
Uh, it, it really starts at 7. Some guys get there at 6.30, and people hear 6.30, um, and they, they don't show up. But you can see me uh, to, to hear more about it, but it's a great way to get together again and build relationships. And so in all of these opportunities, uh, learn the scripture and grow together with your brothers and sisters in Christ. Uh, it's, it's very exciting, all the things that we have going on here. And with that, I'll uh, ask you to kick off our uh, last video on the Good to Go Jack ministry. Hi, my name is Selena Hawkins, and I wanted to share how Good To Go Jack started with the Mission Viejo Church of Christ and how much the support means to me and Jeff. My mother-in-law is Sharon Hawkins, and she played a huge role along with Javon Johnson, who made this happen before he left for Japan. Sharon has been part of the Mission Viejo Church for over 30 years. She was a role model for her son, Jack, spiritually. They had a very special bond. Jack would attend Sunday school with Ma throughout the years. He started attending classes at three. They would have breakfast with Jesus and go over Bible readings and lesson plans. When Jack was 12, he came home from church and he sat Jeff and me down and said he was ready to be baptized and he wanted to take steps to move forward. On August 20th, 2014, he was baptized here at church. Throughout the years, Jack had a passion for history, politics, and he wanted to serve his country. He wanted to be a Marine when he graduated college. Jack passed away on September 8th, 2018. This has been devastating for Jeff and me and our family. Jeff wanted to make sure our son was not forgotten and can continue helping the military in honor of Jack. Late 2019, Sharon and Javon and his family came over for dinner. Jeff and Javon spoke about Jack and his passion. Javon, who was the chapel for the 1st Battalion, 11th Marines, shared how much the military ministry meant to these young men and women. And the donations from the church meant so much to them. This is where Good To Go Jack started. Javon introduced Jeff to his replacement before he left to Japan. Jeff has been facilitating with the 1st Battalion, 11th Marines and Mission Bio Church on events in need of support. With the help of our church members, Marguerite Christian School, Alicia Wexler, Aaron Stevens and the congregation, Jack's memory still lives on and helps the men and women of the 1st Battalion, 11th Marines, who serve and protect our country. Jeff and I thank you so much for your support. Well, the first thing they can do is, there's a list of things on a card we can give them that says exactly what they need. So we don't get them just a bunch of things they can't use. So that's the first thing, we hand that to them and, we, and then there's a time we let them know we need to have them here by a certain date so we can pack them and send them or give them, take them down to, to Pendleton, to Camp Pendleton. And before they go on, sometimes, like I said, it's just a, they can go through the building and there's everything set out and they can take what they need down there before they go, they're deployed. Other times it's a package that goes to uh, a particular facility or camp or whatever, even, over, even out of the country sometimes. 
that can go to. That's one thing they can do. And other times we may need people to help pack those boxes. And we, we put them in a certain size box and then they pack it all, everything, they should make sure everything's in there, plus the cards from the children. And then we, we take those and we post them and, and get them sent to them. Also, uh, donations towards the uh, mailing, the shipping, uh, that's something that it adds up when you send out 20, 30 boxes. So that uh, <laughs> is appreciated, anything yeah. uh, that is given towards that. Danny Yuskanga, who attends his family here, obviously, we all know them. He, when he was a little boy, he used to watch, uh, my sister was ahead of the ministry then, watch her pack those. And he used to say, when I grow up, I'm going to join the mil military so I can get one of those packages. <laughs> and now here today, that his dream came true. He, he is in the army and he's getting those packages. And we just got a um, note back from him saying that he was just thrilled and he had asked that we send the packages for his regiment or his group section. And so we sent enough for his whole section and he couldn't wait to hand them out and say it came from the church he had grown up in and attended. So he was thrilled. What's encouraging too is they know there's a, there's people that care about them here. So the church is always mentioned, you know, that we're supplying all their needs and blessing them. And it's a gift. So. Hello, everybody. Uh, not video. All right, so um, uh, I got to tell you that it's very hard to stay here after seeing all these videos. Uh, my heart is, is really overflow to see my brothers and sisters involved doing things that it doesn't just fill their own heart, their spirit, but they are glorifying God. I'm not going to preach sermon, but just, just going to share that with you. Uh, uh, I think you guys remember when the Lord Jesus said, said one time, uh, our Father in God is glorified when we bring what? Fruit. When we bring fruit to him, he's glorified. And I, I'm sure that we know uh, that one of our main goals as a church, as a Christians, is to glorify God, to glorify Him. If there is one goal, one of the main goals in our lives is to glorify our Lord. And I think He's being glorified by all these brothers and sisters doing what they're doing. Um, I don't know if He's going to ask uh, every one of us or you. Uh, what you did with the abilities and the gift that I gave you to glorify me. I don't know if he's going to, but let me ask you this. In case if he does, what is going to be your answer? What are you going to be respond to him? I'm glad that uh, our church is doing a lot of ministries, and I hope, I really want to see more ministries going on, more people involved, 
serving our God. And uh, as a Spanish minister, uh, our goal, now I'm going to talk about my ministry. Uh, our goal, our main goal is to glorify our God by shining the light in the Hispanic community. Uh, he said once, uh, one of the, the greatest commands is to go and preach the gospel to all nations. There is a, there is a, a quite a good-sized nation uh, among us, which is the Hispanic community, if I can call it a nation. Uh, so, so that's our goal, to, to light the light uh, of the gospel to those around us, that mainly their language is Spanish. Uh, and we have, we have done several different things through, throughout the years. Uh, we have playing movies on Saturday, uh, Friday night, sometimes Saturdays, and we've been around the community, and we're going to continue doing it. But now we are mainly focusing on uh, uh, a lot of activities, uh, fellowships, Bible studies. We have a, a ladies' Bible study uh, once a month, and also we have a Bible study every month for the men. And also we, um, what else we have? Basically, that's, those are the main two activities that we have. And also we have a Wednesday Bible class, you know, as we, uh, we uh, gather every Sunday. Uh, if you go to our table, you're going to see a lot of fellowship, a lot, a lot. And Hispanics, they, they really are more open to go to, to um, uh, like, uh, activities of... Um, how can I say it? Uh, get the word, word off of my brain. Oh, involved food. Well, it's more like outside activities, like uh, parties or, you know, uh, fellowships. That's, that's what it is. And so they are more open to, to attend those kind of activities than if I invite them to, hey, come to church. Uh, so that's, that's what we, we've been doing. Uh, uh, through uh, the last uh, couple of years, and we're going to continue doing that, and we're going to still doing activities out, out in the community. Uh, let me see. So how can you be involved into our Hispanic community? Well, there is always an opportunity for those that wanted to teach. It doesn't matter if you only speak English. We can always translate. And also, ladies, if you, if you wanted to be involved with your sisters, uh, Hispanic uh, sisters, there is always a, a way how to uh, translate a class or just to go to our activities. You know, there is always a way. If you know people that are Spanish-speaking, here we are. So that's, those two are uh, the main things that we have right now. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's, that's it. We're uh, so grateful for the Holoscongo family and the work that they do and for all of our Spanish-speaking brothers and sisters. Uh, thank you to everyone in Iglesia de Cristo for being here this morning and especially for singing some songs in Spanish to us. It's beautiful. So. That's uh, kind of a, a wrap on everything we've got going on here. There's one more work I wanted to share with you and then some closing remarks. Um, I've I got a friend, Kelvin Hoover, who's here with us this morning. Would you stand up for us and just give everybody a wave? I want to encourage you. You didn't have to do anything and you got applause. That's impressive. 
Uh, he's got a booth set out here. He is um, active in working for a group called Orphans Lifeline, which is, uh, works with Churches of Christ to help support orphans all over the world. And we're talking about orphans who really need um, uh, financial assistance and support. And so he's got a great booth out there. I strongly encourage you, on top of everything else you look at, please make sure to talk to Kelvin at least for a few minutes and find out more about the work that they're engaged in because um, I, th I think it's a wonderful work. That's why we invited him here, and I'd love to see us get uh, engaged in that on an individual level. So, uh, Kelvin, thanks for being here this morning. We're looking forward to that. Uh, here's what I want to do before I wrap things up this morning. I would like to invite everyone who will be at our booths to go ahead and be dismissed now. We're going to give them a chance to go out. You guys are dismissed. Grab yourself a plate of food in the kitchen on the way out and get to your booths. And um, that way we can make sure that they're ready to go before the rest of us go and swarm them. So if you've got a booth out there, you are dismissed. Please get yourself some food on the way out. Everyone else, thank you so much for your attention this morning. I know this was out of the ordinary as far as what, is we, what we did. But we really wanted to get this information out to you. And please, please take a few minutes to stick around this afternoon. What we're going to do here is I'm going to lead us in a, in a prayer in just a second. Um, after the prayer, Peter is going to lead us in one more song. So don't leave until the song's over. But I'm going to lead us in a prayer. Peter's going to lead us in one more song. After that, you are dismissed. And what we would like for you to do is if you go out and take a left and then a right... There are tables set up in our fellowship hall with food. Grab a plate of food and then immediately head out into our courtyard. And while you're eating, just kind of mingle. Take some time to look at the ministry booths that are set up. Whatever you heard that was of interest to you, find those people and have a conversation with them and find out more. I'm so grateful for the work that everyone here is engaged in. When I first started here, I was very excited by the number of things that were going on. Not just because it's good to be busy, but because what can happen a lot of times is that there are programs that happen in churches that are run by staff and people are just invited to engage. But what's happening here is something much more organic and something much different and healthier, I think, in the long run. These aren't staff-run programs. These are things that our members feel passionate enough about to do on their own. And so I'm excited for all these opportunities. want to invite you to stick around and take advantage of them. So if you would, bow with me in prayer. Afterwards, we're going to sing one more song, and then after that, you're dismissed. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we love you so much. We are so grateful to be a part of your body, a part of your family. We're so overwhelmed by the goodness that we experience in our lives because of you, for the gifts that you've given us, for the physical blessings, for the spiritual blessings, for the opportunities that you put in front of us every day. We're grateful for all the ways that you have allowed us to serve here in our community and all over the world. And we pray that we might always take advantage of those opportunities. We pray this morning, God, that you will continue to be with those efforts that we are making at spreading your word into this world through acts of love and service and evangelism. And I pray right now, God, that you will stir our hearts, that as we walk out of these doors this morning, we might all take advantage of the opportunity given to us here and now to find ways that we can engage, ways that we can serve. God, we again come to you professing our love and our devotion to you, and more than anything, God, thanking you for Christ and the sacrifice that he made on our behalf. We're grateful for the food that we're about to eat, 
And we pray that you'll be with us this week, that we might carry your name into the community with us. We ask all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.